and welcome to Do the Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. And Jarvis and I were aspiring writers with one simple common problem. We never actually took the time to sit down and write. Exactly. So to solve that issue, we issue a challenge. Each week, you sit down and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Then we come on the podcast, we read the story, we talk about what we learned in writing it, and then we talk about the story sent in by you wonderful listeners. Ah, 100%. We're simply here to help you do the right thing. A doof, a doof media, media production. production. So this whole time, um, I just want y'all to know, and Jarvis included, mm-hmm. that I've been doing like hand motions around the microphone just to, just to punctuate every word choice. It does look like I am weaving a magical tapestry mm-hmm. in the air. So if yes. you just wanted, I just want to build this musical th- uh, uh, audio theater in your mind, in your mind palace. Do you, do you all have a, have a, a theater in your mind palace? Yeah, and inside of your mind palace, you have a, a theater where you have all your movies and plays and stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like a movie theater. It's like a stage uh, right, theater. Right, right, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, whenever I, like, listen to, like, music um, it, uh, within my, like, mind palace, I see the, the band playing in, in front of me as I'm the only person in the audience. Right, right, of course, yeah. of so, course. Yeah, it's, it's pretty um, nice. You know what my favorite part of my mind palace is? Is when I go into a memory, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, so I'm, you know, experiencing the memory. And then I'm like, you know what? I need a perspective shift. And then I just like twist the scene around my head and I look from a different direction. Mm. And then I can see something that in, in my memory was actually behind me. Um, and I can see it from that perspective. Wow. Um, so, you, so, yeah. you, so you just jump into third, third person real, real I quick. basically I basically time travel back to that moment. Mm. To find out more information about what was going on, um, see. which is uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, useful. Yeah, damn! Why That's aren't you good. a uh, detective? That seems like a very u- uh, useful skill for like um, breaking down crime scenes. For one simple reason, Jarvis, I'm not an arc. No, oh, damn! You're all right. You're all right. I mean, hey, granted, you know. <laughs> Uh, those those narcs get money and acclaim and not stitches. So they're like the the safest form of of narc, um, mm. but they're still turning in their own. And uh, I mean, I feel like they definitely do the right thing. They definitely do uh, get stitches. I mean, haven't you read any crime novel? They always get like shot or something. That's true. They always fine. Get, get hurt. Um, they don't. They never need anything more than some stitches. Oh no! But... Actually, pr- uh, when they get shot, they're like, ugh, and then they go for their closest bottle of a uh, whiskey and then just drink mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Does a cab apply to Sherlock? Ooh, well, Sherlock wasn't a cop, so it doesn't. That's true. Okay, yeah, he, that's what I was thinking. I think, I think he just worked with Boston Yard. Right. It's like one, he doesn't hassle people on the street. Mm-hmm. Right. Two, he doesn't shoot people for speeding tickets. And three, three, he's always high. That is true. He's cool. He's, he's with it. Yeah. He's like, hip and was, happening. Wasn't he like addicted to like, to like a, 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 a opioids or something? That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he's addicted to anything, it's like Adderall. But, yeah, probably. You know, or but Coke. Still, he, he's definitely coked up. As he's solving all of those those crimes, and it's the you know what? it's what it makes, makes him, him the detective that detective. he is. Yeah, exactly. Have you played Disco Elysium yet? I have not. <laughs> you can become Coke, uh, Coke, Coke detective, uh, Coke cop, Coke. Yeah, yeah, speed detective. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not kidding. 
Oh my god, that sounds. You amazing. could take meth. It's great. Um, Oof. Or um, or uh, I don't think it could, it's not like um, it's not acid, but it's something similar. Yeah. Or it's like it's coded to be. It's a you know fantasy mm-hmm. version of whatever. But it's a um, psychedelic, basically. It's a psych- yeah, it's a psychedelic. So, and you could take all four drugs at the same time. You could take a psychedelic. You could take speed. You can take uh, alcohol and uh, nicotine, and they all work together. They cancel out each other's worst effects, and you're left uh, just being better than everyone else. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's great. This this seems like the only real um, R R P that I'm down for. You should play it. Yeah, it sounds very close to my uh, real life, so that's great. Yeah, and if y'all haven't played it, or you have played it, and you haven't watched the Game Club episode that came out several months ago on Disco Elysium, you should go listen to it. It's on the Doof Media YouTube channel. Mm. Um, speaking of, we do a podcast here. We do do uh, Jarvis, what were the words this week? Thanks for asking. Uh, the words for this week were omission, particular, invasion, and firsthand. Some fun, fun words. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to the stories we got this week, which were quite good. Yes. Um, we got a new uh, writer this week, so we would love to read their story. Um, who is this writer, and what is the name of their story? Yes, yeah, so this new writer, thank you so much for joining us, is named Cla- uh, Small Claude, and the title of the story is Claw. Um, some fun little Small Claude Claw. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm doing there. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, let's let's get into the story. We'll we'll round out with um, the other submitted stories, which are also wonderful, and then we'll announce next week's words. Cool, cool. So this is Claw by Small Claude, and that's like um, C L A U D E, mm-hmm. not like like not like past tense of Claude. It's like Claude the the person name. Yeah, Claude Monet. Exactly. Is that? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. He was a impressionist, I think. I have an impression that um, this bit is boring. I'm <coughs> going to start reading. That's correct. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. My weed guy is regulation. Org license, fraying little QR code on the side of his little street side shack. The whole shebang. But a couple weeks ago, I was sulking around waiting for him to prepare and validate my sanctioned weekly quantity. I heard him talk to someone else about something else that was happening someplace else. Just vague stuff. Just shooting the shit. But you've got to be vague these days. If you want to sidestep all the complex algorithms coming through every word you say for something particular enough to feed into the belly of the pattern-recognizing beast. I don't know enough about all that shit. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe I should be more like those guys who do their research. Like I said, though, he clearly knew a guy. So I asked him the next week. Omo, it's really been a while since I saw a guy. He squinted up at me, and his bushy gray mustache prickled. My phantom hand was starting to itch, and the glove had already shot its load of acetaminophen or morphine or whatever just five minutes ago. This was probably what addiction was like. I felt a shot of pain surge through my head when I thought that, and Oma looked at me with a dull, perfunctory concern. 
Maybe no, he said, finally, when my spasm subsided. Hmm, I said. Maybe. He looked at me for a long time, and then his left eye twitched, just slightly. This isn't something we practice, but we all figured how to do it soon enough. The human body twitches a lot, and any algorithm has its limits. Did you hear that joke about how if you want to be the best map maker in the world, you have to make a map that's the same size as whatever you're making a map of? I went into the door on his left, and there was, sure enough, a guy in there. He had a pink mohawk and was wearing a ratty t-shirt with the sleeves cut off. Hey man, want some cot? I wasn't thrown off though. I had a plan. I looked down for a second at the stump where his first hand should be, and then back up to meet his eyes. This would not be flagged because the algorithm accounts for curiosity. If I looked at it again, this guy is fucked, and so am I, and so is Omo. He could see the game I was playing, and he looked pissed off in a really resigned way. It's been a while since I saw a guy, I told him. Look, I'm just selling cot and barely at that. It's not what you think, this life. You're still living in the same old world. Skulking, sliding, hiding. No cameras anymore, sure, but everywhere, they're watching. The pervasity of surveillance society, so many little panopticons gliding around you like phalluses. So much specificity and particularity, it made my head shudder a little but in a good way, a throb-in-your-crotch kind of way. Which was good, because the algorithm didn't like peeping too much. He even had an accent. He was talking in a weird way. He was... flexing, maybe? I haven't seen a guy in a while, I told him. He stuffed some cot in my mouth, and in the two seconds of brain fog, gave me an address. After I spit the cot out into the toilet bowl, it was already something I know. I ran to the tattoo parlor and found the guy, who was really cute, with taut muscles under her tank top. She twitched her eye the moment I entered, so I was warned not to look at her full hand or stump or prosthetic or whatever. I placed my glove on the counter, and the gears crunched in the ground inside, and I felt a little warning spasm for mistreating it. The guy shrugged. Maybe no. Maybe, I told her. You are too young. It will betray you. She showed a little micro SD card, wiggles it around in the air. The invasion doesn't just delete. It frees. It liberates. But you've never even been free. Did you hear the one about the cave and the fire? This one was probably really banned. She was making her offer. I twitched my left eye and she shrugged again, unscrewing the back panel of my first hand and snipping a few wires mere seconds before the spinal linking sent a cardiac arrest through me and destroyed me. She told me the one about the cave and the people seeing the world through shadows while the virus annihilated firewalls that were the foundations of my neural development. For a second, Glorious specificity. It was like the spirit had taken hold of me, 
Me, but not me. Then it screamed. No, no, it's okay. I tried to calm it down, but it screamed and screamed and turned myself in. Or at least, it tried to. There was no morphine, no spasms, no punishment, no alert mechanism. Too much particularity. No place to turn myself into, because org didn't even materially exist anymore. She kissed me as I tried to stop myself from thinking. All right, all right. So I I really like this um, slightly this dystopian uh, sur- surveillance state story, and I really like the device uh, within the story of the main character not being able to look at certain um, uh, things on like a, another person to, to try and keep this uh, algorithm within their head from identifying it. Um, and I also like how people are talking in non-specifics, which I thought, which I think is just a really cool, cool way of like how people would attempt to get around this system that's that's implanted in their head. So overall, I just think that this is there's some really great world building happening here. And uh, granted, of course, I've been reading a, a lot of um, dystopian novels recently for my uh, for my sci uh, for my sci-fi class. So this definitely fits right right in there with a lot of the works that I have been been reading. So I think that yeah, there's just a lot of great within this story. Not not only great uh, world world building, not not only great uh, character work, but it's just you know giving us a really great snippet of possibly a, a wider world that a small clod could possibly go into deeper. So yeah, I just really loved reading this one. Yeah. Um... I really, really like uh, everything that's been that's being built up here with the sort of difficulties of this dystopian world. The um, having to get around um, the pattern recognition, but also kind of losing a lot of well, yeah, that specificity and particularity, particularity, and sort of the vagueness of all the information. Uh, and I think it carries across into the experience of reading it because. Um, yeah, there was a lot in here where I was not sure at all what was, like, exactly going on, mm-hmm. but I got the same sense, you know, it was, like, clearly doing something slightly rebellious, doing something that, um, you know, frees the main character a bit. I did feel like I, I could have used a little bit more understanding, particularly with what, like, with what exactly, um, how they were being freed, I guess? Like, yeah. what, like, it, <clears throat> with the ending there... Um, you know, in, actually, no, what the, the, the thing I felt I needed a little bit more was like what the control system is particularly, mm. like, I understand that there's rewards and, uh, it can turn you in and do other things like that, report you. Um, but I wasn't sure what was going on with these, um, gloves full of gears and, and such. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I felt I just needed a little bit more with that. But other than that, um, I thought it was really great. I love the, the two nods towards those. Uh, philosophical concepts, the whole, um, the, uh, map that, to be accurate, has to be as big as the, um, thing it represents, mm-hmm. um, which is, uh, a really fucky mental concept. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so for those who don't know, um, John Bollard basically, he's, he's a pretty recent French philosopher 
but it's um, simulation simulacra is the basis of the Matrix. Anyway, he opens up with that metaphor about um, a the the story about how the Romans wanted to make an accurate map, and um, every time that they made the map, it wasn't accurate enough, so they kept making it bigger to add more details, right? Until the map was bigger than the territory um, to make sure it was 100% accurate, right? Mm-hmm. It fit the territory exactly. Um, but, of course, the map was, like, not actually based off of the reality of the the territory, right? Like, th- there is not a clear line in real life between one land and the next, right? It's yeah. just a, a, a border line, right? It's imaginary. Yeah. It's basically whining. saying, yeah, it, it's, it's basically, like, the um, this imaginary, unreal concept of the map has replaced the original grounded reality of the the territory. And then that is the same thing going on with like society and how we think of reality and et cetera. Mm, um, yeah. I see that. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. And the other one is the uh, cave shadows, Plato's, uh, Plato's cave. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Uh, Plato's anyway, cave. Yeah. Yeah. That one. So, um, which I'm not very good at explaining actually, but it's basically the same thing. I'm pretty sure. Um, where, people are looking at the shadows on the wall rather than the actual like light outside Mm -hmm. um or the objects outside anyway so yeah um i thought those were great little tidbits of the philosophical concepts like inserted very uh, casually Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i like what they reveal about the character and about um how they view the world yeah definitely and I and yeah, I I also had some questions about the actual system it, itself. That's like within their their heads, but just based off of um, my own personal readings that, that I've done with con- with concepts similar to to this, uh, and also this this story does re- remind me somewhat of a Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven or that um, storyline. So mm-hmm. I know in a lot of other concepts um, like this, it takes a longer time for the full brunt of, of what is really happening to be said uh, to come to the forefront, you know, longer than, That's true. than what this story is. Like, you know, I can, I can expect if this was a longer story that, that uh, this scene would, would happen and then uh, we would get a bit about how this this main character feels about you know real life, um, and then they'll probably have a a uh, conversation with someone who uh, who actually loves the um, the algorithm, and then we get to understand what it really is through them, uh, which is which is normally how uh, some uh, some of these stories sort of um, un- unfold, um, but. Going off of what is currently present on this page, yeah, I, I did have some some questions about you know what this what this algorithm really was, but I also enjoy that we could we can't really get too many specifics of, about about it because the main character can't sp- specifically say anything really. Uh, because if you know they were to say anything that uh, that that would be flagged, they they could be turned in, which I'm guessing means right, right. turned into the police, right? Or um, mm-hmm. if they look at the uh, the pro the prosthetic leg of um someone who is trying to break the uh, the 
uh, the like uh, algorithm, then then they will all get turned in. So like those those beats, I was I was pretty clear on. Just you know, a, a, a bit um, not so sure about what exactly is happening in in the physical world, right? Mm-hmm. But I understand why those parts of this story were omitted at least in the beginning um so yeah honestly like i think my biggest critique is that i would love to see more from this you know Mm -hmm. to to see what what happens after and and to see um how exactly this this world is uh made up uh beyond Mm -hmm. the personal level you know to to a farther societal level but but mm-hmm. of of course this is a great playing playing ground that uh you have uh you have built here i mean some some really great world world building is present uh within this story so i'm just really glad that you uh, wrote in for your first time that you sent us such a banker yeah thanks so much for submitting um uh, just a little bit more specific specific specificity that word yeah yeah, I read it fine when I was reading it actually in the story. Um, yeah, that in how the like mechanics of the control happen, mm-hmm. um, just like a little bit more. But I don't need like uh, like that much more than there is. But I, like I can see all the like effects of it. I just like was having trouble um, picturing it and understanding quite like some of the nuances regarding like the particularly where it goes with the prosthetics and such. Yeah. Um, but like the the rebellion, actually, I don't actually need any more um, explanation with that. Actually, I think that was really good and and vague in a great way of like the I need to see a guy, etc. Um, I think that's really yeah. good. So. Oh, and yeah, that is a really cool how like everyone is a a guy instead of a, mm-hmm. a name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this this story is just filled with those like little touches that that really makes it for me. So really, really mm-hmm. great job. And please write in next week. We would love to see you. <laughs> yeah um all right let's get into the other stories that were submitted this week um who is the first one that we're talking about yep so the first story that was submitted this week is by captain rhino with the hedge wizard um that's right which is another really really um great story so we have our character here wendy um who is sort of um she's she's pacing at home she's this rich uh suburban uh housewife um her child is sick and so when this um hedge wizard uh, shows up who is dirty and gross and tracking mud everywhere and she's very worried that the neighbors are going to see and she'll be embarrassed we initially think that he's here to like heal her baby mm-hmm. uh, but no uh, she takes him to the backyard and he is here to fix the garden which is terrible and really embarrassing the whole neighborhood would um would uh just sort of destroy her socially if they found out what a mess of a garden she has um, and there's some sort of like uh, class dynamics here where he makes a joke, um, and she says you can leave, but also she does actually really need him and he needs the money. Um, and then finally by the end he says, you know what, I can actually uh, try pretty hard. I can do something that might actually make you beyond just an okay garden, but make it actually a really good one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this this was a really fun, uh, uncanny comedy story. Uh, I um, really like both of these people like being in the same place and uh, how some of the jokes fall uh, fall flat. Wendy is is so serious. This um, this like hedge wizard is pretty serious and uh, sensitive, but is also making fun and uh, jokes. And I love 
um, what is being said here about you know classes and um, what each class probably um, focuses on more uh, more so how uh, Wendy fo- uh, cares more about the condition of her garden than the condition of her child. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, I don't know if we really go into how sick this this child really is, but still, you know, it is very strange to um, invite over a, a wizard that could definitely probably heal your your child, but instead, like, hey, uh, fix my dirty ass garden, right? Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah. I, well, he's he's like a. Is this a couple times that he's a hedge wizard, not a people wizard, yeah. so he can't really fix people. But she could probably hire a, a people wizard yeah. if she had to. Because, like, if there are wizards in this world, there's yeah. definitely a people wizard. Um, that can fix a cold, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then also, I think um, the person that Wendy doesn't want to beat in this, like, yard uh, competition, but, you know, wants to in, in, uh, impress, I think the hedge wizard said she was a emerald wizard. Which is pretty, Emerald witch. Yeah, yeah, witch, which is pretty, uh, which is pretty interesting, and you know, I, I would love to see um, exactly what that is. But yeah, overall, I think that that this is a really fun, fun story that gives us this sort of like uh, this like uncanny duo. Um, that yeah, I would love to see um, what other things they they possibly get into or or say to to each each other because I just uh, enjoyed seeing both of them in the same room. Uh, within mm-hmm. this this story, so really great job overall. Yeah, I, I thought the um, sort of class dynamics of the two characters mm-hmm. uh, going back and forth and what that reveals about them. Um, you know, I, I felt I got a little bit of insight into both beyond just their initial character archetypes, which I thought was cool. Oh yeah, really great. Uh, well, all right. The last story for this week is by Matt Matt Sedwards with uh, a third edition. To the story that uh, features Travis, and this one is called "A Burning Bridge Over Troubled Waters." Solid title. Um, yeah, so this is definitely a, a turn. Um, yes, much more emotional than the last two. Mm-hmm. So this is with the um, the hotel in the blizzard with Travis that uh, has a hearing aid, and he's been asked to go into that um, hotel room with the ghost that may have killed someone or something. Um, but this, this entry kind of has nothing to do with that. Really? <laughs> yeah. He gets a call. He answers it. His wife is on the other side. And, um, it turns out that, uh, she's had a miscarriage and, um, which is already like a really emotional thing. Um, but Travis, not just sad, he kind of blows up. Yeah, um, pissed. he just gets filled with, with the rage. Um, it's not necessarily like he's mad at her specifically. He's just clearly just enraged at the situation. Mm-hmm. He says, "What about all those treatments, hormone therapy? We leave it to the doctor." Yeah, because this we... this isn't the first time that they've had a miscarriage. Yeah, this is a third one, mm-hmm. right? Um, it like he he doesn't say what the fuck did you do. He says, "What the fuck are we supposed to do?" That was tens of thousands of dollars, and um. But it's also, like, he's being such an asshole because she is, you know, says, I, I can't deal with this alone. Please tell me you're on the way to the hospital. I, I, need, I need you here, basically. Mm-hmm. And that just sets him off further because, of course, he's not on the way to the hospital. He's stuck in Vermont in a blizzard, and he can't get home, and this is the worst thing ever. Um, and in the middle of his rage, uh, his wife hangs up on him, which is fair. Uh, it's right after he starts apologizing again. Still fair, pretty dramatic. Uh, good, good control of drama. Um, a, a like 
bystander like comments on it because he's just made a big scene in the um middle of the lobby he storms out right out into the snow um and like throws his phone which is worth a thousand dollars almost throws or tries to destroy his earpiece which is another nine thousand dollars he's just like clearly he's just like um lost in in this rage Mm -hmm. and he sort of fights this um person that just be outside smoking yeah 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 and um he pushes them and the person like slaps him and he goes through a bunch of different emotions until finally the the person hugs him and we hear some like heartbreaking lines of um i lost my baby girl i lost my baby again Mm. and the stranger says i'm sorry friend i really am and yeah it's um yeah, it's a roller coaster of, of emotions. They truly, really hit. Message um, words talks about in a in a comment how, um, you know the we mentioned last time about uh, not seeing enough of Travis's flaws. Here we definitely see Travis's flaws. Yes, and um, that message words uh, like choked up a little bit writing that, and then hurt this uh, hurt their heart and. Um, yeah, that's that's exactly what you should be doing when you're writing. I think like the best stories I ever wrote, I was tearing up while I was writing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I mean, and this works. This works really well, and I am glad that you uh, decided to take this turn with this character, Matt said words because um, yeah, this is definitely the the key thing that I felt that I needed to get to know Travis more. Is what is Travis what is Travis struggling with that he's not telling other people, and I think that it is a really nice turn for this story for the story that instead of us just having a spooky time in this room, uh, that Travis gets this uh, this call and like we can tell that Travis has anger issues, but Travis is also just angry and fed up with this with this situation. And you know, we can see him basically melting down as he's uh, leaving this um, hotel. Uh, and I do like the the uh, really tiny moment where a ghost is behind him <laughs> saying like, Hey, calm, calm down. And then he just writes off the, uh, the ghost like, like it was nothing. And then left. I thought that that was a really nice, nice moment to where like even the supernatural can't shake the, the anger that uh, Travis feels in this moment. So yeah, honestly, I just think that, that this is a really great constructed scene. The, emotions with within this really do hit and nothing really overstays it's unwelcome so i think that yeah this is a perfect pro progression for this character and story uh and i'm glad that that you made this this choice and i'm excited to see what comes next if you do uh can can continue with travis so yeah Mm -hmm. overall um which part is the where's the the ghost that you mentioned uh it is let me look um I'm going to just search the word Spectre. Yeah. Um, it is after Liz hung up on on, on Travis. Um, Travis says, she 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 hung up on me. And then, and then the next line, it says, I'm, I'm surprised you made it that, that far. A Spectre. Oh, Spectator. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was like, um, yo, I, I'll I'll let him get to that word. Yeah, wow. it's okay. okay. No, 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 no. I, yeah, no, I I figured. That said, I mean, if there was a ghost in there, that I wouldn't would be have been that surprised. Moment. Yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, no. Now this moment is far more serious. Uh, but mm-hmm. still, uh, the the uh, same things that I uh, that I said still ring ring true. That that this is a great scene, um, and that yeah, there's there's just someone watching him melt uh, melt down, and they find it in uh, their place to to comment on it, which is the which is basically what happens in a real life. People love to get all up in your business. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, overall, really, really great. Loved it through and through, and I hope that you uh, keep uh, keep on keeping on with this story. Mm-hmm. I would I would love to see uh, what happens to Travis later. Yeah, yeah, I would love more stories with uh, this amount of emotional intensity. Yes. Other, I mean, you don't have to do every single entry in this particular series that way, yeah. but um, I yeah, wouldn't mind uh, reading more things that like hurt the heart this way. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Well, all right. Uh, that is all of the stories we had for this week. But we'd like to say a big old do the right thing. Thank you to everyone who did submit the story. So, thank you very much to Captain Rhino. Thank you, Small Claw. And thank you to Matt Said Words. And we would also like to say thank you to everyone who did leave comments. So, thank you very much to Captain Rhino and Matt Said Words for leaving two two comments. Uh, thank you so much for doing the right thing. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to be like all these wonderful writers and submit your story to do the right thing, you can do that by going to Reddit at slash r slash do the right thing. All you have to do is sit down for 30 minutes and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. If you want to see the words as soon as they come out on a Saturday, the best way to do that would be to follow us on Twitter at RightThingCast and hit that notification bell. Uh, you can also go to our Discord, which is free to join at doofmedia.com slash Discord, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, if you Google that, I'm sure it'll come up. Um, where we talk about all things related to Doof. We have a channel for every single uh, podcast that we have going on. Lots of discussion, lots of um, theorizing, especially with the podcasts that are um following stories like for example um pale reflections but also pale in comparison Uh the uh podcast by um jenny and and malia Mm. um please cut that that (laughs) that pause as i had to search her name jenny malia going through uh pact as well as bringing up um bringing their mom on the podcast to talk about pact as well which is uh, always delightful and uh so much else going on at, at doof media um, for example, um, on our Patreon, the bonus content podcast that I believe, um, a good number of the episodes are actually public at this point, um, is the high ground, which is a really, really funny, um, podcast series where, um, uh, Elliot and Ruben and, um, Elliot's, one of Elliot's sisters, uh, get on the podcast, um, and talk about some very popular, fun, but also kind of terrible movies, such as the Star Wars prequels, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and others, uh, which I really, really enjoy, so. Nice, nice. Well, all right. I think it's high time to roll on into next week's words, don't you think? Hell, hell to the yeah. What are the words next week? Keeping in mind that the um, theme going on through the month of October is all is not what it seems. Mm-hmm. What you got for us? Yes. So, the words for next week are waste, cigarette, contact, and temple. I think it's a contrast, contrast but yes. Sorry. Yes. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> so, waste as in um, something that 
um, is not worth the effort that it was mm -hmm. uh, to produce it. So um, you could waste food by not eating it, throwing it away. Uh, waste can be any sort of uh, byproduct after uh, that is unwanted. Yep. So toxic um, waste. You, you toxic waste. You release waste into the toilet. Um, you, someone can waste away, which is where they do not support themselves, and so their whole body sort of withers a bit over time from lack of nutrition. Mm -hmm. That's me. Um, something would be a waste of time. Um, the wastes uh, is a sort of is 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 something thing that people call an area that is totally like uh, worthless. Mm -hmm. it's usually, some kind of desert, but even worse than a desert, something with even less life yeah. than a desert. Usually, the wastelands, yeah, a wasteland, exactly. Um, you got a lot of options here. Mm -hmm. A waste basket, if you want to go super mundane about it. Mm, okay, and mm -hmm. cigarettes, those uh, uh world. Uh, it's uh, little sticks of tobacco that people smoke uh, all over mm -hmm. the uh, the world. There are different brands of cigarettes. There are also cigarellos, which are a mix between a <laughs> between a cigarette and a cigar. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think there's any other definition for cigarette. Um, no, probably not. Uh, but you put it in. You put the cigarette in the waste basket not really actually you, you post on fire that way yeah. in an ashtray but but i guess the ashtray is a, a waste receptacle receptacle yes mm-hmm i like that word receptacle mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna put my re receptacles on which is like it's <laughs> like mean, spectacles oh, okay. but rece receptacles receptacles not spectacles give me some res respectables okay all right <laughs> All right, the next word is con contrast, which is when you take two con uh, concepts and um, you compare them to each other in the ways that they are different. Mm -hmm. um, compare or juxtapose and, them. And, and con contrast. A Venn right. di di uh, diagram is a contrasting tool. That's true. Um, the contrast of an image is... Uh, I don't know what that is, actually. What is that? Uh, it's the... Um, it's the difference between certain hues of color. Oh. Uh, so, like, between reds and greens and blues and Wait, blacks. so what's the difference between contrast and saturation? Saturation is the general color, like, like the hue and, like, how it pops. So, basically, if you up uh, saturation, all colors become more vivid. But if you up mm -hmm. contrast, then reds and greens would look... Like the the red would look more green and the green would look more green um, instead of the the entire image just looking more colorful. If that makes sense, I think I know what you mean. I think yeah, yeah. They um, they do very similar things just in a different way. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the last word, which is a temple, like your body. Um, <laughs> your body is your temple that's right mm -hmm. uh so temple is a sacred place of worship temp uh typically um it also um the temples are the size of your head that some people rub when they get headaches mm -hmm. um um also a temple a fun fact that i like to tell that i learned in my ancient religion the magic class which i got so many fun facts from fun fact. um in ancient greece um and really the ancient mediterranean in general 
um, the temple was not actually where the worship happened. The worship happened at the altar where the sacrifices were made, right? Mm. Pouring libations, uh, you know, spilling blood, burning offerings, etc. Right? Burn cross. The temple was more of a um, almost like a warehouse for gifts to the god, right? So if you're like about to go sailing, and you're like, hey, Poseidon, please make sure, uh, please don't kill me while I'm sailing. Here's a big statue I made of you. It's great. Um, uh, or or a, a vase or whatever. And you give it to the priest, and you're like, hey, this one's for Poseidon. The Poseidon's like, yeah, sure, we'll dedicate it. And they put it in the temple for everyone to see, for the god to love, um, and just to, just to chill out in there. So that's what the temple was for. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I guess I got those two mixed up or maybe in different re religions um gifts it are certainly put can in be different, different religions yeah because yeah. yeah. um i think in christianity if i'm not mistaken the altar is where you put gifts and the temple is for worship but it, it could just be a thing that was lost in uh communication but no that is a fun i fact. give a shrug i don't know anything of the popular live religions oh, okay. so yeah they're uh, they're kind of funny if you really think about it. Uh, like hee hee ha ha funny or like well like funny um, like ooh <laughs> that's a like lot like funny. yeah like like yeah, okay, co- cool. like cosmically funny cosmically funny mm-hmm. great cool yes yes all right uh, Jarvis keeping in mind of our theme all is not what it seems what is the story you're writing next week uh, my story is going to be about buying a pack of cigarettes from a corner store um mm-hmm. so this main character let's call him josh he 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 walks into the score with a roll of 20s he slaps mm-hmm. it on the like counter boom it then says give me um three packs of uh american spirit blacks um mm-hmm. so the uh, so the cashier takes it well, while while his nose while his nose is turned up because he believes wasting that much money on cigarettes is well a waste, but he mm-hmm. but he does it anyway. So uh, then this person walks out and then he sees a, uh, a a a a homeless man next next to him, and as soon as he steps out, the uh, the man rolls over and says, "Hey, do you have a ciggy?" Um, and, and this is when this main character starts to think, is it worth giving up his cigs to this other person who probably can't, uh, afford them? Or should he keep them for himself as, as he always does? Well, see this, this main character really thinks about it. He, mm-hmm. he thinks about it so much that he actually doesn't give it, give it to this man, walks, walks mm-hmm. to his car, gets in, turns it on, and, and drives away while he's still thinking about if he should give this man a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> okay. So he's on I-35, listening to, okay. to heavy, heavy metal music that perfectly contrasts to the beautiful blue sky right up above. And he thinks and thinks and thinks. Maybe the reason why this man is where he is is because he loves smoking smoking cigarettes so much. He didn't treat his body as a temple, and so his temple collapsed around him. So, mm-hmm. and is very important within this, this person's life. He takes mm-hmm. all three packs of, 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 of ciggies and throws them out of the window. Mm-hmm. Believing that he will never smoke again wow that's beautiful thank you 
Thank you. I, when, I do when feel was sorry contrast? about the I believe, I believe you said it, but when when was it? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, it was the it was the uh, contrast of the metal music to the blue sky. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Beautiful story. Thank you. Um, what, a, uh, but by, what about your story, though? By contrast, mm. my story is about the Waste Temple, which is a temple that was that's full full of trash and other waste as in like human waste Ugh. and uh like burned cigarettes and stuff and um someone went there and then they prayed and they're like hey can i become a trash man <laughs> um and the god, god which is a which is you know like a a genie twisting the wishes the person wanted to become a garbage man, right? The clean waste. But then the trash trash god was like, no, you're going to be garbage man. You're going to be a man made of garbage. Oh, no. Cursed forever for the sin of thinking that you could stop things from being gross. But, um, but gone. And then he was a garbage man. But he actually, this is actually what he meant. So he's actually pretty happy about it. Oh, okay. So he's like the, um, so he's like swamp thing, but for garbage. Yes. Mm, okay. Well, He's got garbage powers. I mean, that's that, that's kind of good. And also, you know, we like need people to clean up our our, our streets, and um, no one is better than the garbage that lies on our streets to clean up our, yeah. our streets. Yeah. Yeah. He just kinds of kind of walks around, and then all the garbage kind of rolls towards him, it's like the Chef Boyardee commercial. <laughs> <Yes>. You know, <laughs> except it's an empty Chef Boyardee can, and it's sort of like dripping Chef Boyardee on the. <laughs> On the the sidewalk, all the way as it rolls mm, towards the guy. I see. So he so he picks up garbage, garbage, but he also leaves some behind. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, no. It falls out of the can, and it, and it continues to chase after him, but it's not fast enough. So it's kind of like this, um, you know, red little flesh bits on the ground, sort of just like slowly rolling and creeping forward, trying to get to him. Uh, it, it doesn't get to him in time, so it just like stops moving when it gets out of range. Um, oh, so man. it's pretty gross. That is pretty gross. But you know what? I mean, like, even if he, he does leave something behind, I think it's really right of, of him to um, clean up our, our streets, you know, especially these do, dirty Do the right thing and rinse your Chef Bar cans before you put them in the recycling. Yes.